Hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Transformers Robots in Disguise podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. And I'm in your nightmares. I'm David. Right. One, two, Night Strikes coming for you. (laughs) (laughs) Or, in in the words of Mr. Kruger, welcome to uh, the 6 a.m. slot on Cartoon Network, bitch. Because <laughs> I, I, I don't think this was on prime time. See, it's a... No, anyway. I, I don't think it was that nosebleed early, but it was probably moved to close to that early at some point. Yeah, it was. Man, Cartoon Network just did not want to actually carry the show, did they? No. Well, that's uh, you could say that about a lot of cartoons, but I don't think this was hosed as bad as some of them get. Mm-hmm. No, not not. It wasn't on the level of like beware the Batman. Oh, that yeah. Did that even air more than one season? Oh, it uh, well, I think it 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 was like one of those seasons that's like twenty six episodes or maybe even fifty two episodes. But like they burned off those last episodes in you know hours that are for which yeah. only insomniacs and meth addicts are awake. Yeah, I th- like well, the hours that are after Adult Swim is over, but before actual programming starts. Yes. <laughs> like you flip to the other channels, and it's all like weird religious programming and infomercials. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I think Nickelodeon's been worse for that lately, for its cartoons, because there's no cartoons on Saturday morning basic channels anymore. Uh, nope. That that's... era is gone. That wow, that was like, I think it was like four or five years ago when that. Kind of just stop, like mm. yeah, all just um, infomercials. It's Fox not great. The fuck stuff there. Yeah. It's pretty sad. It's like genuinely, legitimately sad, and I don't know what kids do anymore <laughs> except, I guess, watch YouTube. Yes, yeah. they don't. Ha- there's YouTube. There's. I, mean, I guess so the thing is that cartoons are always on now. Yeah, yeah. So you don't I need guess a specific time that thing. they are on. Well, so I except guess for. I don't know if they're still in charge, but like whoever was in charge of Cartoon Network was trying to phase out cartoons on Cartoon Network. Oh, well, see, I think they reversed <laughs> that. And uh, now I believe they're just okay. trying to phase out all programs that are not uh, Teen Titans Teen Go. Teen Titans Go. Which, uh, that is a running joke, but it's so close it's to true. the truth. <laughs> it's so true. It's like occasionally they might run a couple episodes of Steven Universe. I mean, at least Teen Titans is good. Oh, yeah, Teen... Or, Oh yeah, they were they were airing chunks of uh, like when Steven Universe was ending. They they seemed to air it in like five episode chunks every few months. Yeah, which is weird. I believe yeah. they they refer to it as a Steven bomb. Yes. Yeah, which like as marketing spin on that is a good idea. Mm-hmm. Actual implementation, it's like why. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, today's episode of Robots in Disguise yeah. is our. Totally unseasonable Halloween special. Even robots have nightmares. Oh man, we're um no no not really that close. It's like almost the end of the next month. But you know it's it's in the ballpark. Uh this is my new second favorite Decepticon from this show. And uh, this is written by John Loy, who has a very extensive animation resume. Going to the old IMDb here, you got Challenge of the Gobots. <gasps> what? You've got Wildfire, which I'm pretty sure was a cartoon about a horse. Ah, uh, uh, rings a bell. Uh, you've got Ultraman, The Adventure Begins. 
Wait, wait. I know someone who knows about that. Hello, wait, was that, was that the, oh, was that the oval one? It looks like it's, it's an, it's animated, it's from 1987. Yeah! The lives of three stunt pilots, (laughs) Scott, Chuck, and Beth, are changed when they gain the ability to transform into three new ultra beings and form the Ultra Force to battle four giant Sorkin monsters. Which I assume are giant monsters that run on cocaine and have a lot of uh, very centrist <laughs> opinions about politics. Just extremely um, sure. precise dialogue. I thought I thought somebody else wrote that. I think it had a bunch of. Uh, oh, maybe it was writers. like a different writer for each episode because it's like three or four episodes. Yeah, it's got. Uh, yeah. It's it also features uh, Adrian Barbeau, apparently. Yeah, the dub or the the voice cast is really weird. Hmm. But uh, going further in time, we've got The Completely Mental Misadventures of Ed Grimley. Oh my god! <laughs> wow, that's a show I've forgotten about. That was wow. okay, I think. You've got oh, the cartoons was... based on Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventures, Back to the Future, and Problem Child. What? Ooh. Okay, that last one's a surprise. I They actually got Gilbert Gottfried on that one. Not surprised. There was There were a lot of stand-up people and just like movie comedians with tv shows back then well i mean specifically he was in those problem child movies i guess so yeah. i think he was the only i think he sung the theme song <laughs> oh my god anyway so he, you didn't have like for instance how rob paulson briefly had a career playing jim carrey character that's right yeah. and it looks like lately this guy has written uh several of those umpteen land before time sequels Wow. Yeah, yeah they, they just keep going. I don't know how. Kids love dinosaurs. Yeah. I guess. But, uh, kids will always love dinosaurs. But, also some adults, but also kids. I mean, I'm, I'm sure those uh, modern ones aren't as heartbreakingly traumatic as the original. Oh, <laughs> that's yeah. sad. Oh, I want man. them to be sad. So much dinosaur death. This is, this is happy and upbeat. I hate it. Oh. Anyway, this first aired uh, June 27th, 2015, and we open with kitties. <gasps> little stray kitty! There's a little stray kitty at the junkyard. Yes, uh, with weird, like, human eyes. Yeah, it does have sort of an odd pattern, like, normally cats aren't quite that red in their pattern. Yeah, no. It, it, well, if it was that red, it would be a tabby. It's a very, like... Puppy dog pattern on a cat with a giant head. Yes. It looks. Oh, it, wasn't there a, a toy line that had like giant headed cats and dogs? Like a Littlest like Pet, Shop? Pet Shop? Yeah, that is very much. Like it does that. look kind of Littlest Pet Shop, but as as someone who has taken up feeding the neighborhood strays because I cannot have human friends at the moment within close proximity because they might <laughs> give me COVID. Uh, I strongly approve of of what uh, Russell's doing here. Uh, yeah, the, the the coloration of the cat just bothers me because I've never seen a cat like that. But you know who doesn't approve of this? Grimlock, because he doesn't like no. Earth's domesticated animals. Which is like all of them. And is it like would he be okay with like a bison, but not a cow? <laughs> I'm not sure. Maybe he means less domesticated, more like domestic. Yeah, it yeah. it may Bumblebee may be being like overly broad as a way of saying that mm. he does not like cats and dogs. Well, th- don't they say he doesn't like cute? Maybe maybe he's just um doesn't like uh species that have experienced neotenism. Yeah. Ha. Huh, maybe. 
So, you know, cats, dogs, uh, Margaret Keene paintings, humans. <laughs> but he might be okay with cows then. Yes. Okay. Yeah, cows should be fine. Well, he liked elephants. Ferrets, maybe. I mean, ferrets are domesticated, but not heavily so. Not really. (laughs) Anyway, so... uh, They will poop anywhere. So, so... So Denny and Fixit, they're uh, they're driving out in Bumblebee, looking for Energon, and with Denny at the wheel, behind the wheel of this car, wearing that Hawaiian shirt, all I can think of is that he looks like he's riding out to check out some more diners, drive-ins, and dives. <laughs> I mean, well, he probably. Does end up, later in the episode, he does end up driving into backcountry. Well, this is true. <laughs> However, that uh, that goo that he ends up splattered with by the end of this episode is not donkey sauce. No. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, everybody else is staying behind with with Russell, and they're watching Invasion of the Zombie Vampire Swamp Creatures. Oh, man. So I have to wonder, as someone who got very into uh, horror movies and slasher movies before I was old enough to rent R-rated movies from the blockbuster, is he watching these as, like... TBS edited for TV versions, or is he going straight to the, like, I don't know, he's got a bootleg HBO copy or something? I'm thinking this this might be like a monster chiller horror theater kind of thing here. Yeah, okay. more likely, but then again, like, Denny buying bootleg VHSs, I could see that happening. <laughs> also, I need to... It's probably yeah. fair to remember that this is taking place in a time that is not the 90s. And <laughs> well, yeah, and I, I guess remember that, you know, John Loy has been writing cartoons since the 80s. So there's probably a good chance he grew up with, you know, your, uh, your Goulardis and your, uh, you know, your local Sven horror Goulies? hosts. Fritz the Night Owl? Aw, uh, I miss Fritz the Night Owl. I was a, I was, oh, a, I was a big Chuck and a Little John guy myself out of Cleveland. But I, I definitely caught a lot of movies as like TBS edited versions, but they were still, yeah. especially like, okay, so brief, brief, uh, side story. Uh, my sister was three and a half years younger than me and did not share my appreciation. And uh, I was watching Carrie. Uh, <laughs> and it was like towards the end of the movie. And you know, there's a big jump scare at the very, very end. So she came in and she's like, is it, is it going to be scary? I was like, no, no, it's fine. It's totally fine. And it was not fine. <laughs> and that was, that was, uh, probably second only to the moment where she came in at the very end of me watching The Low Road, as we have discussed back when we covered that episode. <laughs> but that was a different reaction, but definitely a reaction to the end of something that I was watching. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I guess these days I was like, you, we have these, uh, like B channel, I think of them broadcast channels now. Uh, and, uh, Comet, which is the sci-fi one, uh, was showing a bunch of horror stuff around Halloween and they had an edited version of Ginger Snaps, Ooh. uh, which had How? copious use of like blurring. There was a lot oh, of blurring. like, 
blurred out horrible bloody wounds and stuff and and that was kind of interesting to i think it would be easier to just cut that movie down so it would fit in an hour of tv instead of trying to blur it (laughs) just no they just cut out all the werewolf stuff i guess (laughs) they put the work in they they definitely put the work in in trying to make that fcc compatible uh, so yeah, I am sort of curious whether Russell is watching unedited horror movies or if he's watching the, the edited for TV stuff. Cause it can, I mean, that, that mo- I was watching Carrie on broadcast and they, that still had that jump scare. So it's still pretty scary. Uh, so yeah, they drive off and then we are, uh, the, uh, the scrapyard is invaded by, uh, by Righty. The uh, the long missing fifth component of the <gasps> otherwise imprisoned chop shop. Bug. Ah, he's a bug. It's weird how his arms look like they're coming from his ears. Yes, because well, they are. I mean, they they're they're are. like sort of pincers, but he's also got one on top of his head because he's also a hand. Well, I figured. I mean, that's like a pompadour, though, mm-hmm. more than it's an, an arm. But yes, well, fact- it's a bug. <laughs> But anyway, he is quickly neutralized by somebody looking at him in (gasps) Bat-O-Vision. No! Oh, man, it should be like in uh, in Beast Wars, where, like, later when they would do the, like, POV shots, and you had the one where Rat Trap had a little rotating wedge (laughs) of cheese. (laughs) So anyway, they're they're all watching this movie, and everybody, the Autobots are all kind of freaked out by it, especially since apparently a woman has been screaming for ten minutes straight in this movie. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but like the volume balance is so low that so you can't even really tell if she's screaming. Well, you, they don't want to drown it. The Until dialogue. there's a louder scream. It's like, eh. But uh, Russell A., he's not, he's not afraid of anything. Nope, that's his whole thing. Is he's yep. like, I'm not scared of anything. So Which is kind of why I wonder here. whether he's been watching these unedited or yes. whether he's watching edited for TV versions. He's one of those uh, teenagers who's got a, you know, or he's he's way too young for it, but he's still got a subscription to Fangoria. Yes. I don't know. I kind of felt like the target audience of Fangoria was always like people who were slightly too young to be watching any yeah, of that. Probably. Yeah. Anyway, so they decide, well, maybe we'll try and find out what he's scared of. So, it's costume time. Sideswipe tries to mimic a zombie, which does not work. No. Then Strongarm kind Strongarm- of half buries herself and says she's been hacked up by a Decepticon. Strongarm's good at this, man, because she she's doing the, like, help me. <laughs> it's she's like, oh my acting, god. But not the burying. Yeah, and not at the warning Grimlock that this was the thing that she was doing. And then enter Grimlock straight up dressed as Leatherface. He's got a necktie! Yes, I got a little tiny necktie! I assume that is the... Although, the I'm not sure if what he's wearing is supposed to be like the kid-friendly version of Leatherface's leather mask, or a reference to the Jason Voorhees uh, head bag from Friday the 13th Part (laughs) 2. Maybe. But he does have... I assume that he... Didn't, wasn't there earlier like a, like a Paul Bunyan style big mascot statue in this junkyard? Oh, junk that's yard? right. I assume that's where he got that giant axe. Yeah, that's, I, I was like, where did he get that Grimlock sized axe? And then I remembered, oh yeah, from a lumberjack, yeah. from a giant, giant lumberjack. 
a giant axe that he almost accidentally kills Russell with. Yes. Yeah. He almost Which actually gets axe murdered. <laughs> because he sees strong arm and he's like, oh no, strong arm, are you okay? That'd be great if you just start making like the leather face noises. <laughs> Grimlock. <laughs> but yeah, he freaks out and drops the axe and almost kills Russell with that. So good job. <laughs> anyway, every, you know the the other, uh, you know everybody else gets back. They've got some energon, and they're now they're getting some Decepticon symbol singles signals. Sorry, on the regular fix Thanks, it. Thanks, fix it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, from uh, from the caves underneath uh, Crown City, so they are going to go check it out, even though these signals quickly disappear. So, is it? This immediately made me think of the episode of Rescue Bots with the lead mine. Oh, right. Well, they do mention mineral deposits in the soil, which is very yes. convenient. It is very convenient, but I'm I'm just going to write that off as lead. So hey, it's lead. We've got another uh, another bumblebee uh, catchphrase here. It is gas it up and blow it out. I like that he says it sounded good in his head, yes. and I'm like, how? how? How did it ever sound good to anyone? Be also. I'm kind of wondering now if this was something that he was just always working on in the back of his mind when he was mute. <laughs> this he has is a just list. like decades, if not centuries, of saved terrible catchphrase <laughs> ideas. Uh, he just has a really long text file. Oh, Scrivener. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> just it's a, it's just in the notes app. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is saying number nine and. The grossest? <laughs> the, like, up and out is... Blow it. No. I, blow it is for monkeys only. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. They, they all get there. They've got some bioluminescent, pa- bioluminescent paint that they got from the ranger station. Yay! Remember that? I remember oh, that. Oh, back. Oh. Yes. Yeah. Dread continuity. So, they, they all split up. Um... And very quickly, Denny gets immediately lost, even say, even though he previously said, oh, well, I, I know these tunnels. Yep, he's lost. Sure, and it's also right here that Fix-It is, Fix-It stays outside with Russell, and he's nervous because he's already got bot bumps. Yeah. <laughs> Try not <laughs> what to think does that about mean? that too hard. Yeah, there's no visual representation of this, even though he's indicating his arm. Yes. Mm. So immediately, uh, Denny gets lost and everybody else gets captured by Bat O Vision. This is what oh. happens when you split the party. Oh. Yeah, don't split the party. Split the party. So yeah, and the, you know, much like in Aliens, everybody's signal is slowly disappearing. Mm. Ooh, scary. So, so finally, you know, the whole team's been taken. Denny emerges from the, uh, entrance of this cave only to uh for this uh bat-like decepticon to emerge uh he is here identified as night strike oh man he's even like my favorite color scheme he's like all monochrome with uh with glowing cyan and he's a bat and he's and he's kind of like an albino bat he is, yeah. yeah. He's got a few black parts on him, but mostly white with a little bit uh, of white. I, I guess that makes him like the, the Hank Azaria bat from uh, that uh, 
Oh, what's it? Uh, Fern Gully, the last. No, no, that course. was a Robin Williams bat. This is oh, uh, oh from okay. from Anastasia. Oh, oh, there's the, yeah. There's a, yeah, there's an evil, like, Hank Azaria goofy comedy bat that hung around with uh, evil wizard Rasputin, voiced by Christopher Lloyd, except when he's singing. Oh, yeah, I say, as though I've seen that movie since it was literally in the theater. Uh, that is the also the last time I saw it, but I have a good memory for movies. And also, yeah. Rasputin has an incredibly meatloaf musical number that I remember. <laughs> I should watch oh. that again. And it's definitely like just... I don't have enough new stuff to watch. I think it's, I need Dis- to watch I think it's coming stuff. to Disney Plus. Really? Yes. How they 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 bought it was a Fox movie. They bought Fox. Oh, okay. So this is like how the Alien Queen is now a Disney princess. That's right. I understand now. Alien Queen, <laughs> uh, Princess Leia, and yes, now Anastasia. <laughs> Ooh, that must hurt. I don't know. Is Don Bluth even still alive? Yeah, he, he, he definitely uh, yeah, is. Okay. Like, didn't he like kickstart something like last? He's doing year? some sort of Dragon's Quest thing. What's that thing called? Oh yeah, oh, Dragon's uh, Lair. Dragon's Lair. Dragon's yeah. Lair. He's doing something with that, if, I think. If he was dead, he would definitely be rolling in his grave. <laughs> but he is not, so he's probably just rolling in his like bed. He's rolling. In his well, maybe he gets royalties or something on that. I don't know. Probably. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Probably more royalties than he would have gotten as, like, a key animator on any of the stuff that he worked yeah. on. That's, I mean, I assume probably part of why all of them left was because they felt they weren't getting paid enough for what they were doing. And, well, then again, and Disney, given enough Disney, creative credit. Disney and royalties doesn't entirely always exactly work. Cause, um, yeah, speaking oh, yeah, of aliens, that thing that's Alan a thing. Foster. Ooh, that yeah. is messed up. Ooh. So hopefully they're giving Don Bluth some royalties yes. if they're putting Anastasia on Fox, but who knows? Or on Disney Plus, but who knows? Oi. Anyway, so yeah, Night Strike. Uh, and he only appears in this episode in Bat Mode, but he does have a robot mode, which was revealed only in his Tiny Titan. What? Yeah, oh, unlike- this is his vehicle mode? Well, it's his beast mode. Okay. Yeah, I, I was sort of curious about that, because it did sort of seem that, like- Maybe his his mode was like one of those intermediate modes, like when Arachnid would occasionally have like that in between mode. Oh, he's, he's like a Gerwalk, but a bat. Yeah, but no, he does look. have like a straight up like robot oh, mode. Doesn't... That's kind of like it, if you check his wiki page, that's his main image. Yeah, which is weird. Like, how could they, like what? His legs are, I think the thing is just that his legs are very functional leg, bipedal yeah. leg he's for legs that, a beast he's, mode. He's just like a regular bat with rather large back legs and itty bitty front arms. Yes. Which somehow yeah. become larger front arms in his robot mode we never see in this episode. Yes. I mean, one could absolutely fairly read this as being... Uh, a, a furry mode. Yes. Like we get for, like he would have just a jet mode mm-hmm. and then yeah. this mode. Uh, but no, apparently he's more like filch where he has the beast mode and then a normal robot mode that you don't actually get to see except in a tiny titan. Yes. Uh, because but, he doesn't get a toy, much like Filch, and why did all the best characters not get toys in this show? Well, this one's kind of understandable, because, like, he, he he doesn't transform in the episode at all. At least Filch had a robot mode we see once. This guy's... Why the tiny little arms on a bat? I love He's more him. of a griffin than a bat. 
Yeah. I love him so much. <laughs> anyway, so he's so he's cool. neat looking and he's scary. Well, he is and he's apparently oh. Tom Kenny. He is Tom Kenny, yes. yes. Uh last seen around these parts when he was playing uh Starscream on Transformers Animated. I will point out that at this point, I immediately look up who the Decepticon of the Week is played by, because it so frequently ends up being someone worth being aware of as I watch the episode. Uh, but yeah, this was, it's like, he's the least Tom Kenny, Tom Kenny that I think I've seen in just about anything. I mean, it's a good voice, but he's definitely more subdued than he is playing Starscream or Spongebob. Literally (laughs) any other character. But I think that- Ice King. I mean, I think that kind of, because his whole deal is that he has a sonic scream that, uh, targets the fear center in the Cybertronian brain. Thus, so he's he's like a scarecrow or a, or a Mr. Fear. Yeah, he's very mind wipey. I was actually, I, I'm sure I saw this episode when it was new and then forgot about it largely. I was sort of curious to, to hear what his name was because I was wondering if he was going to be either Night Scream or Mind Wipe. Ooh, ooh, I want a Mind Wipe redeco in these colors. But, oh my god. Oh my god. I'm gonna, I need to do that. Ooh, I'm gonna, yeah. I need to buy an extra Mind Wipe now so I can <laughs> paint him in these it. colors. Yeah, and then I guess like, do resin casting of new translucent blue wings. Yeah, because the rubbery wing, I, I think the rubbery wings are breaking down. That's what I hear, yes. Wings. Yeah. Is that the US one or the Japanese I, one? Because I have the Japanese one. I think one. the American, oh, although I think at that point they might have been, oh no, they weren't identical at that point yet. No. The biggest difference was really just that the uh, Japanese ones had the Headmaster's anime heads, mm. which... Are excellent for for those of us who primarily care about Headmasters for its <laughs> terrible, terrible dub. <laughs> oh. So I definitely wanted to be this this to be the version of Mindwipe who's concerned about Scorpinox ideas. Anyway, so speaking so speaking of fear inducing, he he once he has incapacitated these people with his fear powers, he then drains them of their energon. Yes! Encasing them in a gooey, hardened cocoon? Yeah, I, which is... we're gonna get to that in a sec, but I, where is, what part of him is this goop coming from? I would guess That's... the mouth, but like we, bats don't do We do, do never that? see that. It, Unless, like, is it his, it's a guano yeah, was, gag? I, that was my th- is this his guano? I hope not. But maybe it is. Yeah, this is not I don't think that's ever really... No. He he produces enough, quick enough, to encase Grimlock. Yes. That's frightening. (laughs) So, yeah. So, he he has now taken both Fix-It and Denny. So, now it is up to Russell on his own. (gasps) Yes, the man without fear, or boy without fear, has to go in and... and That's right. There's a Jerboa jump scare. Yes. <laughs> I think there was a Jer- Wait, where are Jerboas native to? Because that, that was gerbil. It looked like a, yeah. Fix-It suggests that one of the scary monsters that they may have encountered in the cave is a creature made of living rock. And I just thought of Korg being like, hello. <laughs> yes, he's, he's worried about uh, lava, radioactive stalactites, and being eaten by a creature made of living rock. Yes. Oh, 
Jerboas are native to Africa and Asia, so it wasn't that. Probably, but like, I think it, it, it had giant back legs like a I think it was just a weird-looking mouse. Maybe maybe a kangaroo Could rat? Have, Is that a thing? Yes. Could have been a lost gerbil? Yeah. Just, you know, a rodent. Hmm. But not the kind of rodent that a bat is. Bats are rodents, right? Uh, no. no, they're not. No. They're, they're, they're <gasps> chiropterans. Ah, I need to know more about bats. I need to study bats like I have studied corvids. I must become one with the you night. Know what, you know, one of my professors in uh, college was uh, like an internationally recognized bat expert. Ah, that's awesome. He, he, he showed off his vampire bat scars on his arm. <laughs> oh. Uh, really aren't they cool. like more closely related to dogs than rodents? Maybe that I don't. Uh, let's see. It's like they're they're not like directly, but I think I think they were from some carnivore line. I, mean, that would make I sense appreciate how much this this series has made us learn about zoology. Yeah, <laughs> we're trying to learn about zoology. <laughs> Try to remember old okay. facts about zoo books. Yeah. <laughs> So it looks like they did split off from the group that gave rise to carnivores, oh. pangolins, horses, and camels. Uh-huh. Oh, so they're like distant from anything, so it really doesn't matter. Yeah. And it, it looks like they're maybe closest to hedgehogs, shrews, and moles. Oh, I love hedgehogs! Oh my- Oh, I hedgies. want a flying hedgehog now! Hedgies. Well, my son, the hedgehog fan character. <laughs> Has wings? Are they bat They're wings definitely... or are they angel Wait, isn't wings? There, isn't, there, isn't there like a bat yes. in Sonic? There's definitely some sort of. She's a sexy lady, so yes. absolutely. Oh well, then there you go. There's definitely some sort of half bat, half hedgehog running around in somebody's fan fiction. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, Sonic style is—that's a weird corner of furry fandom. She's like the Emma Frost of Sonic characters. Oh no. Yeah. Oh, in one of the cartoons, she ended up effectively falling in love with a human woman? Human woman? Now you have yeah. my attention. <laughs> or, or, like, it was, like, heavily implied shipping. I don't know. I barely watched any Hello. Sonic. Hello. I didn't even know you had humans on that show. I mean, I well, guess no, there Doc- was. I think it was Sonic X. It was one of the more recent. I mean, I guess there's or, Dr. Robot. I say more recent, and then it was probably like 15 years ago. But yeah, All the boring recent ones have humans. All the cool old oh. ones had, like, furries. Well, I guess it's, it's all furries, and then also Dr. Robotnik, who is a human, human question mark. Sort of. Well, no, uh, the most wasn't the most recent one all CG with no humans, except for Robotnik? Or has okay. there been one I mean, since? Y- I mean, you know, Sonic's like a weird hedgehog person, and then, like, Dr. Robotnik is like a Jim Carrey. Yes. <laughs> when a Jim Carrey and a hedgehog love them, love each other very much. <laughs> no. I'm curious. People keep saying that movie's actually okay. I'm going to have to check it out when it's <sighs> Yeah, I should rent that some night when I don't have like a million really other know. things that I want to watch more. Well, yeah, most Anyways. of what I heard about it was it was okay. It wasn't good. It wasn't bad. It was good Jim Carrey, at least. Mm-hmm. Sometimes anyway, you need so, okay. Yeah, these... These Autobots are all encased in these goop cocoons, and they are all experiencing their worst nightmares. Oh no! Sure all... Well, we've got Bumblebee, so there's been some sort of fiery disaster, and then the ghost of Optimus Prime is very disappointed in it. Yes! His, Which... his terrible nightmare is that Optimus Prime is literally like, I'm disappointed in you. Which, like, th- th- okay, that part kind of makes sense, but I, w- I was thinking, like, maybe there should be Megatrons wandering around destroying the city in the background or something. 
but it's just well, just yeah, fire and have disappointed Optimus model. Prime. We don't have Frank Welker in this series. We do. We just like his silhouette. Something we've already well, we, we get Frank Welker much later. Okay, good. We we already have Peter Cullen as an occasional call in. So, mm-hmm. and the strong arm her her. Greatest nightmare is breaking the law. Oh, being no. accused of breaking the law and being chased yes. down. She's being chased by the Kaon City Police, which, which as a yes. Cybertronian geography nerd, I have to wonder if we had previously established as where they had been. Was originally Decepticon City, but isn't that where Bumblebee and Jazz were supposed to have met in the past? Yes. So, that may not be bad. I don't think it's as firmly established as an exclusively Decepticon city no. as, like, Iacon is established as an Autobot city. Yeah. I think it's just a city on Cybertron that occasionally, for instance, gets used as a character in the DJD. And Sideswipe, he is trapped in a, an endless traffic jam. <gasps> no! And then finally crushed into an invisible box, it, preventing yeah. him from moving. He devolves yeah. into, he gets Daffy Ducked in Duck Amuck. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Which is like, okay, that was at least the most visually interesting of the nightmares. Because mm. he gets compressed in, in the borders of the screen, crush him. It's like, that so he's cool. claustrophobic. Yeah. Yes. And then fix it is thrown out in the garbage. No, <laughs> baby, okay, that, that's the only one that's really actually horrifying because it baby. explains a lot. It does kind of explain a lot about the poor. And everybody's talking about how he's there's like muttering about how he's broken and obsolete. Yes, and yeah, and his stuttering about like he can be fixed. Fix it. Fix it. Oh, baby. Oh, that that one's dark. And and then finally, Grimlock, <gasps> his nightmare is a kitty. No, yeah, uh, that that gag would have hit better if more of the others were actually kind of scary <laughs> instead of just odd personality quirk inconveniences. But yeah, he, he climbs uh, up it, on this this sunny hill with a tree. He climbs up the tree trying to get away from the cat from the beginning of the episode, which is just adorable. Yes. Meow, meow. I will say, I don't know if they, like, just straight up 80 yard someone's cat meowing, but my cat Benjen was definitely like, what's that? What's that cat saying? <laughs> he just, he was sitting on this, on his cat tree, like, just to the side of the TV, and I noticed him perk up and start looking around when he heard that cat meowing. Uh. And so, yeah, Denny is also in here, but obviously none of this is actually working on him, so he's just kind of stuck in here. Yes, he is a human. He does not have Cybertronian brain impulses, so he doesn't have Energon, and he is kind of like, why are you even keeping me here? I'm not any good to you. Yeah, he says, well, that's unfortunate. Yeah. I, I, I do like how sort of blasé Nightstrike is. Yeah, he's just... And and speaking of things that the episode is kind of blasé about, the, notice there, there are a bunch of cocoons behind the Autobots? Yeah. And that there were a bunch of Decepticon signals that disappeared? Oh, that's Ooh. a good point. <laughs> I think they're just a bunch of dead guys in here. And it's his own... Oh, I don't want to say his own people, because as we've seen, the Decepticons are not necessarily a cohesive unit, but... Yeah. No, but he's just, this guy's just straight up, he's, he's a Decepticon serial killer. Yeah. Ooh. I like him even more now. 
Yeah, because apparently at the beginning there are five Decepticon life signals mm-hmm. uh, on the monitor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we later find out there are two Decepticons who we see in here. Yeah, and they uh, and he's like, oh, it was the mineral content of the dirt around it. But yeah, I guess it's because they got eaten. Yeah. Whoa, he got eaten. <laughs> <laughs> and spe- speaking of the other Decepticon here, it's Righty. Who has also been imprisoned here. I wonder what an arm bug has nightmares of. I don't know. Getting hit? Getting... Being being a leg? Getting like like shut in a car door? (laughs) Oh no! (laughs) Getting swatted? Maybe exactly what he's having to deal with now, which is having the rest of his body imprisoned where he can't get to it. (laughs) Having to just Uh, continue skittering around as a bug. It's like one of those evil hand transplant movies, but it's from the perspective of the hand. Yes. <laughs> so in this case, the villain is Michael Caine. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, that'd make for a good short story. A stupid one, but... I would do uh, it except it would... Then, uh... It would be inspired by the end of Bride of Reanimator. <laughs> also, well. the, also, the hand is a much better movie if Michael Caine gets, like, a robotic spider for a hand. Ah, <laughs> uh, man. Oh, and everybody. That movie is terrible. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so, uh, so yeah, they all get, uh, so Righty ends up getting freed as, uh, Russell is kind of running around with like a pointy rock trying to get these guys out of here and he and Denny are kind of like a double act where they're switching off. Yeah, it's a good, it's a decent running gag. Whilst evading Night Strike. Yes. Literal running. So initially, uh, lefty, or sorry, righty is no help, but, uh, he does have a bit of a change of heart and he does huck one of these cans of fluorescent paint at Night Strike. Yeah, to blind him for a second. Yeah, he gets, he gets freed and he's just, Bumblebee like pleads with him to, to help them and he just appears to GTFO out of there. Bumblebee's just like, ugh. He does do one good deed. But yeah, he yes. he does stick around and do one good deed before presumably disappearing. Mm-hmm. And so they, uh, you know, everybody gets freed. They turn off their ears, <laughs> which prevents Night Strike's uh, weapon from working, and they quickly beat him up. Well, yes. Grimlock beats him up. It's a very short fight, much like uh, Godzilla versus Bagara. No, wait. Um, Godzilla versus the giant bat from the anime. No, wait. Um, Godzilla versus Kamazots <laughs> from the Godzilla movie versus King Kong that has yet to come out. Although we know the bat's coming out. Although I think it's also going to be in a comic prequel to that or something. Ooh, Point is, Godzilla I, I, in various forms has fought multiple giant bats. I mean, you know, everybody knows what a bat looks like, and. It's a thing you can do with, like, a big puppet, I guess. And he's already fought a giant moth and a giant pterodactyl. Question well, mark. It hasn't happened in any of the Japanese material. It's been all in, like, the Dark Horse comic book, the, the animated sequels to huh. the movie, the American movie that was garbage. And, well, the new American movie that has yet to come out, might come out next year. Godzilla. 
Wow, when was Godzilla vs. King Kong supposed to come out? I think it was supposed to come out like in... It was definitely this yeah, year. Yeah, it was this I year. It was like maybe really even early. in the spring. Yeah, it was kind of early. I am resisting the urge to go into a deep dive on the presence of bats in Japan and how they just don't have a significant cultural significance like they do in... Do they have bats in Japan? That's my question. I don't know. I would assume. I would assume that they have to I mean, because bats spread. are like everywhere. It's like saying yeah, that they have spread. mice in Japan. Isn't there a isn't there a Gamera movie where he fights a bat? Uh, what he fights a a vampire bird lizard thing called Gauss, which does suck okay, blood. That's what yes. I'm thinking of. Okay, uh, yeah, the Japanese house bat. Oh, okay. Oh, that sounds adorable. <laughs> does it have little house slippers? Little house bat. Uh, it, it's Wikipedia pages. In fact, very cute. Ah, okay, well, I have to look that up. But yeah, I kind of got its little little mouth open. But yeah, I am kind of excited about the new Godzilla vs King Kong when it eventually does come out. Because if Kamazots is in it, Kamazots is like um an Aztec uh, god, uh, I think, or yeah, like uh, the I believe the Aztec god of darkness. Yeah, it's so, a good name. Uh, actually, my professor brought this up. He, he was always talking about bats and like if there was a bat themed supervillain who attacked our campus, he would be like suspect number one. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh that is, is like an adorable. That is a very cute. It's very adorable. So yeah, we're uh, we all head back to the scrapyard. We put we seal Night Strike into his coffin. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and Russell finally admits that. Uh, yeah, no, I, you know, I was I was actually very frightened of you know losing you know losing my dad to this robot bat. So you know, I am afraid of things. Hmm. Of course, Grimlock insists that he's not afraid of anything. And then that cat comes back and he runs away. I kind of want to go back and take a closer look at, at Night Strike and his stasis thing, because I really feel like he should be in there upside down, and he probably wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> he is not. Ah, that's sad. Don't they and understand that sleep upside down? And unfortunately, I don't think he comes back. Ah, oh, uh... but... He's a good Bep. He's such a good Bep. And he's a neat design, and, and like, it seems like a waste to create that and never use it again. Admittedly, he doesn't have a robot. And I mean, you know, you know, Tom Kenny is, you know, I'm sure he's a pretty high-priced voice actor, as voice actors go, because yeah. he is SpongeBob. He's, but he's a guy who you could get back. He's definitely an A-lister, but he seems like an A-lister who shouldn't, like, his agent's information is readily available. Yeah. And also, if he, like... Teams up with uh, Steeljaw. That's uh, Dracula teaming up with the Wolfman. Ah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that would be great. You, now you just need a guy who's like a Frankenstein. I guess I'm just going to have to write all of his existence myself because he is my new second favorite on this show. Well, I think we're gonna have to wait until next episode for a Frankenstein. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Well, a. a, a I, I guess the, the the doctor, as in the Frankenstein, not as in Frankenstein's monster. Well, yes, but you know, you have a Frankenstein laying around; he can make a Frankenstein's monster. But the doctor was the monster. <laughs> but what about that movie, I Frankenstein? Oh, That's I watched that. That was the one with uh, what's his Two Face, right? Yes. yes. Yeah, I watched that. Because you know the the defining characteristic of Frankenstein is that he's really handsome <laughs> and good with what's like giant swords or something. There's swords. He's also like super jacked. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 
that's a and it, oh, he's fighting a bunch of gargoyles in that movie. That's a bad movie. Yes, it it yeah. I only watched it once, and I remember it being fun in a very stupid, just extremely stupid. <laughs> oh, isn't that like vaguely tied to like those vampire versus werewolf movies? Uh, the same writer. Yeah. Um, what's his name? Kevin Griva, who's also in that movie. He's oh, he's in that one. Uh, I knew he was in. Well, the- I mean, he's also an actor. He's like a. He's, he's a, a black actor. He's like an enormous guy with like an incredibly deep voice. Who's he's got playing. like a big Satan voice. Yeah, so he's great. Like he's got the voice of the devil. Yeah, oh, and he's wow. always playing like henchmen. But he's actually like a really he's he's like a really sharp guy who yeah. writes a bunch of movies. Nice. Again, I have such a backlog of movies to rewatch. Mm. I don't know that that I mean, rings it's, high. It's on. probably not worth rewatching. No. Anyway, so yeah, you know, it it is a fun episode. I enjoy the. Uh, the, you know, I'll make your worst nightmare, I'll make you experience your worst nightmares kind of, you know, master of fear type villains. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good setup. I, I wish the nightmares were just more interesting. I, I mean, uh, I, I think Strong Arms is pretty funny. <laughs> yes. I thought maybe hers would just be like, not just the chase, but the actual act of accidentally committing yeah. a crime and like yeah, not stepping on, distractedly stepping on some grass that has a sign that says keep off the grass. Yeah. Accidentally tearing a tag off a mattress. Just not the chase, but the moment of realizing that you have done something terrible that you yeah, did not that, intend to do. That would be more frightening for her. Also, I feel like uh, this meshes very well with uh, the fact that the New Mutants movie has just come out, uh, speaking of nightmares out of people's heads, so, haha, <laughs> <laughs> teaser, teaser for something coming up on Patreon, maybe. That's right. Yeah, a thing that I didn't think was real until I saw it in, <laughs> I saw it at Target the other day, it's like, the hell? So I had to buy it. <laughs> Which is also right, really lucky. So. I've been thinking about like, oh, I wonder if the bill, new Bill and Ted is out. Oh, if I find that, I'd be really disappointed if I can't find the other two in a triple pack because I don't. Act- well, I do have the second one on DVD that I got from Pizza one day, but I didn't have the first one. And then I found a triple pack. And then I found what the fuck, New Mutants is actually out. Like it's a thing that exists. I I keep forgetting that like digital availability means nothing to you because your internet is terrible. Well, yes, my yeah, internet. I, is terrible, I, I, I figured, but I I didn't even hear I, about I the announcement store about and... it being on digital. I just like nobody in any of my friend circles or internet on discords or whatever had mentioned it coming out. Yeah, I, I saw it on the rack and I had to check to make sure that I I checked next to make sure they uh, didn't have the day the clown cried. <laughs> Yeah I, yeah, I thought I'd slipped it into an alternate dimension for a minute. Yeah, I didn't realize that it was actually available yet until you posted a picture of having bought it, and then I checked uh, Google Play Movies, which I usually use for my digital rentals, and it was on there, and I was like, I know what I am doing as soon as possible. <laughs> yeah, I bought I haven't had a chance to watch it yet, but I bought it. But well, I, we should. I, I, well, I, I gotta watch Mandalorian next. Well, you have to. I I watched that the same like that, and then I did a lot of watching things yesterday. Got a lot of use out of my chair. Anyway, that is a good plug for our Patreon coming yes. up for December. That's right. So I believe that now brings us to David's Tokusatsu Corner. Yay! Oh wait, what is it? 
Hey, welcome to uh, this episode on QQ Sentai Go Go Five. The man Matoy could not beat off. Um, <laughs> this episode Darth, Darth Ligma. No, not Ligma. I did remember about Ligma the other day when, when I had to share it in a Tokusatsu Discord, and, and it's like Ligma. It's like, but it's Rima. Yes, but the subtitle I took the chance to spell it Ligma. Have I mentioned the uh, the? I think it was a copy of a like a Chinese bootleg fan, like not fan sub, but like a bootleg sub of uh, Turn A that I tried to watch mm-hmm. that would in like the same line alternate between Roland and Lauren for the main character. Oh yeah, <laughs> inconsistencies. That, that, that's a normal thing. Like um, in 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 the subs for the, the monster of this episode is like Lake Beast Gabara. But at least I think it's supposed to be Lake Beast because the, the official sub said Rake Beast. Mm-hmm. It's like that. Mm-hmm. Does he have like big rakes for hands? Yeah, that's. Or is he like? Uh, that, no. Does he have like a monocle and a cane? Those are two very different concepts: a lake and a rake. Yeah. Well, I guess uh, rake. Speaking of Freddy oh. Krueger, it's like that. Uh, hmm? uh, it's like that episode of The Simpsons where. Groundskeeper <laughs> Willie is Freddy Krueger, and he's like attacking people with rakes. Yes. Oh, it, it might actually. Ah, please, Sir Rick, your acquaintance. <laughs> he does have a large trident that maybe it's a, supposed to be a rake, but like, no, it's a lake. He's, he's a kappa. He's he's a aquatic <gasps> turtle monster kappa. with a trident. So he's and he comes out of a lake. So I would think Lake Beast makes more I'm sense kind than of Rake Beast. Disappointed that the Cap'n hasn't showed up in Animal Crossing: New Horizons yet. Oh, Speaking Cap- of Kappa's Kappa's. like my favorite weird Japanese mythical monster because it's just a turtle monster. It's kind of rare and. Okay, admittedly, its its habits of feeding are kind of disgusting, but yes, I think I like the one that's giant skeleton. Oh, the, oh I forget <laughs> what that one's called, but yeah, it's like just this monstrous skeleton. It's which uh, one of them shows up in um, Pompoko. Apparently, it is called a Gasha Dokuro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, there, there. Oh, what the fuck? There was an anime that had like a bunch of like butlers and and. Maids living at a bl- hotel, and they were Is all based Black upon monsters. No, it wasn't Black Butler. They were based upon monsters, and one of them was based upon that skeleton. But it was just this short girl who turns into a giant skeleton. Oh, I'll have to oh. look that up afterwards. Anyway, this episode is basically about um, Red's old boyfriend from the FDNY comes to visit. Yay! That's effectively the episode. Well, rival kind of, but. But like, so how accurately is America portrayed? Is this guy? Is this like a guy like a cowboy? Is he Chibity Crockett? Is he he's, literally just Chibity Crockett? No, they they don't go over the top. He's just this Japanese actor. They didn't even get a Gaijin actor or anything. Like that oh. would have been fun. But no, he's just this Japanese guy who went to the FDNY and he has a helmet from the FDNY, and that that's <laughs> yeah, that's basically the only. And he's just wearing it around. <laughs> well, not for the entire episode, but parts. Oh, of it. okay. Like he's wearing a helmet later that has the FDNY emblem, I think. Looks like. But it's, it's like no guy. Anyway, he comes in. He he insults the Red Ranger because he shows up, and, and Red is like really embarrassed because apparently on their first day of training, this guy had to rescue him because Red was a klutz. And, and <laughs> since then, he's been second to this guy. He's like he wanted to be as good as, but he's always in his shadow. Which is where you get the 
ex-boyfriend motif from, which was, I think I've been talking to Jen too much. I saw it really obviously. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so it's, it's them, they're competing, they have a ramen eating contest and Red loses and it just goes. And then, then the, the monster shows up out of a lake and the rangers defeat it really easily because it, it, it gave in and fell into the lake. It's a turtle monster. It's not dead. It fell in the lake. <laughs> <laughs> and then it goes about causing an earthquake, and while Red and, and the FDNY guy are out manning each other, trying to do a fireman's race while carrying, like, a hose and an oxygen tank in the woods, an earthquake happens again, and then they have to rescue a small child. Thankfully, the child isn't important to the episode, other than being a MacGuffin. It doesn't even have any lines or names. It is just child. You know, Child. So they're, they're, they're doing that while the other rangers are fighting the Kappa monster again. And it, it's, it's not a bad episode. It, it's just a really simple episode. Rival comes to town, want to beat Rival. Rival is still better than me. Oh, but I'm a Power Ranger now, so I'm technically better. I have a giant robot. Isn't the giant <laughs> robot cool? I mean, that kind of does top everything else, just yeah. being like, I have a giant robot. My, my favorite little running gag of the episode is at the beginning, the, the guy from the FDNY insults their dad, Mondo. Like, mm-hmm. oh, this is the guy that disappeared on you like 10 years ago and left you alone. Ain't he an asshole? Sup, dad? So he's annoyed the entire episode. And then at the very end, when the FDNY guy's like, wow, that robot is cool. That's what you were doing for 10 years. Then Mondo's all smug face at him. Mm-hmm. That was interesting. Although it, it ends up Mondo coming out on top and he's a jerk who left his family for 10 years. You know, like you do. That's <sighs> you fine. Don't robots. Robots are cool, but like, you had a family, dude. Oh. I would leave my family for 10 years to build robots. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a not enough of the cool Kappa monster in the episode, though. It's a really good design because, like, the shell I like the skulls, cool. just the skulls at its yeah, neck. Yeah, he's got a skull necklace, he's purple, but like the shell, the turtle shell is almost like a cobra hood that's mm-hmm. over his shoulder. Oh, it's a really neat design. He's got a beak because Kappas have beaks. Because Kappa. He's got bat ears, but whatever, but fine. The rest of them's great <laughs> Alright, so I believe that brings us to the end of the episode. Um... Until next time, you can find us all over the internet. We are on Facebook, we are on Twitter, and as previously mentioned, we have a Patreon. Yes, we are hosted on iaconunderground.net, where we have a Patreon set up to help with hosting and other expenses. That is at patreon.com slash iaconunderground. And every month we do a special episode. Uh, there are movies again, uh, not in theaters, but yeah, sort of. Uh, but, but so we're not movies when we did the last episode, which was Transformers Zone. Yes, for November, right. uh, I finally made everybody watch Transformers Zone, uh, which is something that is available on YouTube and barely anywhere else. Uh, yeah. But it is out there. It's wacky. It's got a lot of MicroMasters in it. Uh, Rob knows a lot about MicroMasters, as it turns out, which is... Very enjoyable. Uh, and we do next... a lot of digressions about Listen. late Transformers G1 stuff. Listen, they're not just micros. They're micromasters. Yes. The only micros who transform. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, uh, for December, we have finally, we've been going on for, like, literally years now about getting to watch New Mutants. Uh, I'm a big X-Men person. Rob is, of course, a big Marvel person in general. Uh, and fi- it kept getting delayed and delayed and delayed and delayed. And then, like, there was a company buyout and there was a pandemic and all the theaters closed. And then they tried to put it in theaters, but none of us wanted to go to theaters because what the really? hell? Why? I know they were going to put it in theaters. Did it actually come out in theaters? Yeah, the, yes. the theater down the street from me. Oh. Uh, because I moved to a new apartment that was like a short walk to a theater and then almost immediately... <laughs> Everything had to close. Uh, but yeah, I definitely saw that they were showing it for a bit. And I was like, there is no way you could get me in a theater around the people I live around, the people in this town uh, during a pandemic to watch a movie. So it is finally out on, uh, I want to say home video because I'm 42 oh, yes. years old uh, and streaming. Uh, so I have watched it. Uh, the guys are going to watch it soon. It's going to be, yeah. uh, it's very exciting. I really, I'm very, I have a lot to say about it. Uh, and I've been trying not to spill it all over Twitter because like most people have not gotten a chance to see it yet. So most people didn't know it was coming out. Like I, yeah, we, I, I thought I slipped into an alternate dimension when I found the, <laughs> the combination 4k Blu-ray DVD in a store. I, I did see it at Target, uh, when I went yesterday, but that was knowing it would be there, so, uh, yeah. Well, yeah, so rest assured, we will watch it with the focused totality of our being. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, Claremont jokes ahoy! I'm still having a lot of feelings. Uh, so, yeah, as for as little as a dollar a month, you can join our Patreon and get access to all the new episodes and the back catalog. So it's pretty cool. Pretty good deal there. So, until next time, when we need somebody, anybody, I'm Rob. I'm Jen. And I'm David. Okay. okay, I'm recording. The line is moving. The squiggles are Hello, possibly squiggles. an adequate size. Yeah, they'll do. Okay. Yes. Oh wait, I gotta grab my notes. Wait a second. Okay. It's a shame this didn't uh, line up. That this could have been our Halloween episode. It's a shame this didn't line up. That this is going to be our Christmas episode for Sentai. Uh. But yeah, this would have been a good Halloween episode. Spooky. Benjen has decided if I'm not going to sit in the big chair, he will sit in the big chair. But then when he looked up at me, his ear was flopped back, so I had to fix it. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay, we're all good to go? Yeah, I'll, I'll be opening tabs to get um, episode. To, oh, there we go. Ah, but you, you can't get tab anymore. Oh, no, you cool. can't. They're they're discontinuing it because it's not 1965. Because it tastes like it tastes worse than no other colas, and colas suck to begin with. Except for Doctor oh. Oopsie. Basically, all of the people 
all of the people who had a strong attachment to it are dead now, and no one new is going to drink it. Well, there's still people in Jersey that probably want it, but or uh, Philadelphia. It's fools. Well, yes. It's it's it's, it's the official uh, soft drink of gritty. <laughs> probably. Oh, he probably has a stockpile. Because, like, the only place I remember ever seeing Tab, really, was in vending machines down in college in South Jersey. Okay. Uh, there we go. All right. 